Hello, and welcome back to Grateful Gwenna. We're so glad you joined us. You're always welcome here. I hope you're safe, and if you're not, please call the National Center for Domestic Violence hotline at 1-800-799-SAFE, which spells safe, obviously. So I've felt led, being I've been being led for a while now, probably a few days at least, um, and off and on before that, a while back, to record something here that I really don't want to. Um, I just read a testimony um, of a young lady, a young woman who survived a very brutal gang rape. Um, I read this testimony online and as she describes some very graphic details, I'm going to warn you this, give you a trigger warning here that if you are a rape survivor or a sexual assault survivor of any kind, this may be triggering for you. So, um, I'm sure you can tell by the tone of my voice, um, that this is, uh, very difficult for me to talk about because Believe it or not, I have been raped twice in my life. And statistically speaking, a few years ago, one in every four women in the United States of America was raped at some point in her life. And I don't know what the statistics are, but I would not be shocked if it were even higher or a lot higher than that now. And I do know of a couple of people who are male who were raped as well. Um, But this young lady, um, and it was an anonymous post in a support group that I was, that I'm a member of. She was describing her very brutal gang rape and it happened when she was in high school and she was um, friends with the star player and captain of the football team in her high school. And, um, she was a very openly, um, lesbian and she was at a party and it sounds like she wasn't drinking, but they were. And, um, um, she describes how she needed to use the restroom So she went upstairs and it was a bathroom that was connected to a bedroom and you had to go through the bedroom to get to the bathroom. And so um, when she came out of the bathroom, her supposed um, football friend and three of his buddies jumped her and took her back, shoved her back into the bathroom and started beating her up, um, beating her head against the sink and the wall or the mirror. And she describes how brutal it was. And I won't, I will spare you the details because I'm sure you can, um, figure it out with your imagination. But she describes how they took her into the bedroom then and proceeded to rape her for several hours and in multiple ways. And Um, She goes into graphic details, and it was very gruesome. 
and this is part of her story, and I am so proud of her for sharing it and having the courage to come out and share her story and tell what happened to her, too. Um, the whole Me Too movement I'm referring to when I say what happened to her, too, um, that had been going around for a while there, a while back. But I cannot imagine. And you know what the worst part? Okay, not the worst part, but even worse on all of this, in this whole situation, is that to this day, she blames herself and questions herself. Like, telling herself she shouldn't have been friends with them. That is not her fault. It's not her fault that she was nice to these guys. And, um... I wonder, she doesn't share in her story, in her testimony, but I wonder if she pressed charges against them because that is a crime and those boys are criminals. Like, they are criminals. Rape is a crime. And especially such a brutal gang rape, even awful, just absolutely awful. And unfortunately, there are many of us women who have been raped at one time or another. And every situation is different. Um, I really don't know what to say about this. Um, I want to say that there are things you can do to keep yourself safe and prevent being raped. But unfortunately, that is not always the case. Um, sometimes there are things you can do to help um, prevent yourself from being safe, but sometimes there are not. Um, and most rapes, statistically speaking, occur by someone who the person knows, the victim knows. Most rapists are someone the victim knows. Um, excuse me. I read an account one time many years ago of a lady who was married and had since had several years of therapy and counseling from, you know, having been raped when she was younger. And, um, she couldn't see the person who raped her because um, he was behind her, above her, kind of, while she was lying face down on the ground. And I, I apologize. I'm so sorry for the graphic. Um, but you have to know this to understand. And so she never saw the face of the of the man who raped her. And... The worst part about it was years later, she discovered that her husband was actually the one who had raped her. Can you imagine? I just cannot imagine being married to your husband and finding out that he was the one who raped you and you had all these years of therapy and here's this person that you thought you could trust that's your husband that's supposed to love and protect you and keep you safe and they're the ones who who committed this violent crime and act of violence against you. Um, like I said, honestly, I don't really know what to share about this. I am 
most definitely not an expert in this field, but I can tell you that when I was younger and very naive, I used to think that women who got raped were stupid for allowing themselves to be in a position where that could happen to them. And I learned the hard way when it happened to me not to be so judgmental and that you can't always control your circumstances. And it could happen to anyone. And it does happen to anyone. And rape, from what little I've studied about it, is a violent crime of power and control. And usually it's not so much about the sex, but more about wanting power and control over someone. And it is just absolutely awful and horrific. And um, I'm sure you can tell I even have a difficult time talking about it. Um, I'm not sure exactly why God wants me to talk about this. And I'm not an expert in the field. The only thing I can share is that I've experienced it myself. Um, thankfully, my rapes were not violent, but they were still rapes. And they were still um, rape. They, I did not give my consent. And um, I just want to say that if that's ever happened to you, it's not your fault. Again, just as in the case of abuse, uh, like physical and emotional and mental, etc., abuse that I talk about on my podcast here, um, it is not your fault. It is the choice of the perpetrator, it is the choice of the rapist, it is the choice of the one violating you. That is a choice they are making to act that way. It is not your fault. You did nothing to cause it. You don't deserve it. You did not deserve it. Um, it is a choice that they make. A very, very bad and evil choice. Um, <clears throat> it is the absolute worst way, in my opinion, that you can hurt someone. Um, I'm not minimizing any other kind of abuse. But this violates a person in so many ways and on so many levels. It's not just physical. It messes with your mind. It messes with your emotions. Um, it messes with your psyche, if you will. I mean, it's just awful. And I wouldn't w wish it on anyone. And... Um, yeah, I've heard of people forgiving their rapists, and I just, honestly, personally, I usually just try to block it out of my mind because it's too awful and horrible to think about. And so I just try to never think about it. I try to focus on Jesus and think about good things, and that's the way I deal with it. And I'm pretty sure that's probably not the healthiest way to deal with it. Um. But um, if you have been raped, and what is rape? It is um, anyone doing anything sexually to you that you do not agree to. 
or you are not comfortable with or you say no to. That's my definition of it. Um, but if you have been raped, I strongly recommend that you get some godly biblical counseling. Um, preferably, if you could find a counselor, it would be ideal if you could find a therapist or a counselor who deals and specializes specifically in um, rape abuse victims um, and, and sexual molestation. Um, and, and an expert in that field. And I highly recommend that you get counseling. You should not have to go through this alone. Um, I never got counseling for it. I have counseled for multiple other things. Um, that's something that I've just always kept quiet until not super long ago. Every once in a while, I'll mention that it's happened to me Um but I rarely share this. Um, like I said, I really don't know what else to say, but I would definitely recommend that you get some counseling and um, know that Jesus never wanted you to be treated that way. Um, that, and, and know that your body is still beautiful. You are still precious and holy in God's sight. And the Bible says God delights in you. And that is so true. Um, you're not ruined or soiled or dirty or stained or any of those awful things that sometimes we think about. You are beautiful in God's eyes. God cherishes you. you God loves you. And God is not happy that that happened to you. God did not want you to be raped. God did not want you to be violated. God did not want you to be treated that way. That is not part of his will. It's not part of his plan. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. And I'm so sorry if that, if rape is part of your, a part of your past, but God has a bright future for you. Your past does not define you. And you can, um, choose, it is possible for you to choose if you so choose to be content in Christ and knowing that he has a bright future for you and he has great plans for you. And if you're still on this planet, which if you're listening to this podcast, you are still on this planet, then that means that God still has a job for you to do on this earth and he's not done with you yet. You're not finished with whatever God purposed you to do on this planet. And I'm so sorry if you've gone through this, whether you're male or female, just I'm so sorry. And I truly and strongly believe that God never wanted that for you. Unfortunately, men and women have free will and sometimes make wrong choices, sometimes make evil choices. But like with Joseph in the Bible, God can take 
what man means or intends for evil, and he can use it for good. The Bible also talks about how we can comfort others with the comfort God has given us. You are worthy. You are beautiful. You are a priceless treasure cherished in God's eyes. You are his chosen child. This pain and this hurt is the result of a fallen world, a sinful world, a world where choices are made by fallen humans and humans who are influenced by the powers and principalities of this dark world. Because the Bible says we do not fight against flesh and blood, but against the powers and principalities of this dark world. We have an enemy. Satan is our enemy. Satan is a liar, and he comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Don't let him do it. Do not let him steal your soul. Do not let him steal your spirit. Do not let him kill your spirit. Do not let him kill your love for Jesus. Because Jesus loves you. He created you. Uh, Jesus is God. It says in Genesis chapter 1, in the beginning was the Word, capital W, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And the Word, capital W, refers to Jesus. So Jesus was God, is what that says. Jesus created you. You are his work of art. You are his masterpiece. Nobody should be disparaging that masterpiece created by God. You do not deserve that. You did not deserve that. That was not God's will for you. That was someone making a choice because of sin in their life, because of the powers and principalities that we fight against. Father God, I thank you for the listener listening to this podcast right now, I pray that, I don't know what to say, but I pray that you will speak comfort, wrap your loving arms around the person listening, around the listener of this podcast right now. I pray you'll bring healing, forgiveness, not condoning because it was not okay, and that you'll just bless this person, Lord. I ask this in Jesus' name. And I pray that you'll protect them. And if they're in a situation where they're being violated occasionally or even on a consistent basis, I pray, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ right now that you would deliver them, deliver that person from that Egyptian bondage and deliver them in the name of Jesus. And I thank you for that because you are powerful. 
We love you, Jesus, and we thank you for loving us so much that you died on the cross and were resurrected so that one day, if we accept your free gift of eternal life, we can live forever in heaven with you. And in heaven, we have that hope. The Bible promises there will be no more tears, and we look forward to that. And certainly things like rape will not exist there where there are streets of gold. Thank you for that comfort, Lord. I pray you'd comfort the listener listening to this podcast right now. Comfort her with peace, Lord. Give her an overwhelming sense of peace that permeates her soul and helps her from the depths of her heart and her soul from her head to her toes. I pray you would help her feel your presence, Lord. Thank you so much. Heal her. And I'm saying her because I'm female, but it could be, you could be male also. Heal her. Minister to her body, her mind, her spirit, her soul. Heal all of the parts, Lord, whatever she needs. Heal all of us, Lord. Make our world a better place, Lord. There's so much evil in the world. I don't want to get off onto a tangent, Lord. So, um, Father God, I pray that you would comfort this person. And if they're not safe, I pray that you would help them immediately get to safety. Because we don't want anyone murdered or dying. And I'm not exaggerating, unfortunately. I wish I were. It's serious. If you're being attacked, it's serious. You need to get out. You need to get to safety. And you may have to do it in a wise way. Maybe call the police, call the sheriff, enlist family members, help pastor. You have to be careful with the pastor thing, though, especially if they're close with your um, your perpetrator, whoever it is that's attacking you. Father God, I pray, too, that you would help this person know that it's not their fault. Um. I hope this pod, and I ask that in the name of Jesus, amen. I hope this podcast has helped you or can help someone else. Like I said, I'm not an expert on rape. That's something that I've not studied as much as domestic violence, although maybe it should be something that I start studying now um, to help you and um, help myself. But I guess I kind of buried it. So, um That's what I do when something is too uncomfortable. I just try not to think about it. And like I said earlier, probably not the healthiest way to handle it. Um, But I don't really want to describe my rape experiences to you because they're embarrassing. So I'm not going to share that on here right now. But maybe someday I will, as the Holy Spirit leads. You are loved beloved. Jesus created you and he loves every fiber of your being. He knows every hair on your head and he knows the count of how many hairs are on your head. You are valuable. You are precious in his sight. You are cherished, treasured, and you are loved. Thank you for listening Please stay safe. Get to safety if you're not safe. 
Again, thank you for listening to this podcast. I love you, but Jesus loves you more. Until next time, God bless you. Stay safe.